covering the Green Bay Packers training camp all summer long. This is CampCast, a Midwest Communications podcast. Arriving at a 53-man roster for an entire football season is never an easy proposition. Packers head coach Mike McCarthy, general manager Ted Thompson, sat down for several hours following the Thursday night preseason finale against the Rams to come up with a list of players they had to release. And on Saturday, they released 28 players, including three of their draft choices, something Thompson probably was not very favorable about. They also put another of their draft choices, Vince Beagle, on the physically unable to perform list along with Dimitri Goodson. The Packers did not stop there. On Saturday, they also announced the signing of linebacker Ahmad Brooks. They placed veteran Don Barkley on injured reserve. He will be allowed to come back after missing the first half of the season. Packers also claimed rookie linebacker Chris Odom out of Arkansas State off waivers from the Atlanta Falcons. And then they traded J. Roan Elliott to the Dallas Cowboys in exchange for a conditional draft choice down the road. So here's how the 2017 roster stacks up for the Packers. At quarterback, just two on the active roster, Aaron Rodgers and Brett Hundley. Although Joe Callahan was brought back to the practice squad, Taysom Hill, the prospect out of BYU who made a lot of big plays for the Packers in the preseason, he was claimed by the New Orleans Saints over the weekend. Wide receivers, Packers are going to go with six. Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, Devontae Adams, Geronimo Allison is on the reserve suspended list for the first game of the season. Jeff Janis and Trevor Davis making the Packer roster. Three tight ends. Of course, Martellus Bennett and Lance Kendricks, the newcomers, joining Richard Rodgers. Packers kept four running backs, Ty Montgomery, Jamal Williams, Devontae Mays, and Aaron Jones. The three draft choices, only one fullback. That'll be Aaron Ripkowski as Joe Carriage went on season-ending injured reserve before the final cut, along with another linebacker, David Talley. And on the offensive line, it was the surprising move. Packers kept 10. Five starters, David Bakhtiari, Lane Taylor, Corey Lindsley, Jari Evans, and Brian Balaga, along with Kyle Murphy, Jason Spriggs, Lucas Patrick, and Justin McCray, adding to the depth on the offensive line. Defensively, Packers going with five defensive linemen, Mike Daniels, Kenny Clark, Dean Lowry, Ricky Jean-Francois, and Christian Ringo. The linebacking position was the one that was really overhauled by the weekend moves. Clay Matthews, Nick Perry, Jake Ryan, Blake Martinez, Joe Thomas return, but now you add Ahmad Brooks and Chris Odom into the mix, with Kyler Fackrell finding a way to stay on the roster and the trade of J. Roan Elliott. At defensive back, it'll be Devon House, Demarius Randall, Quentin Rollins, Kevin King, Ladarius Gutter, and Josh Hawkins. The safeties are Haha Clinton Dix, Morgan Burnett, Kentrell Bryce, Josh Jones, the draft choice, and Marwin Evans, and the three specialists holding their own, Mason Crosby, Justin Vogel, and Brett Good. When all was said and done, head coach Mike McCarthy on Monday says, it's a difficult weekend, and one where the coach doesn't always get what the general manager wants with his roster, but it's a collective effort, and he thinks they came up with the right 53. Well, it's at the end of the day, it's, it's what we all want. You can't go about it that way. Um, there's always conversations in, in any room, whether you're sitting there in the in the staff room with the, all the coaches or if you're sitting in the staff room with all the personnel staff. It, it, it very when you get down to the who 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 stays and, and who may be released, it, it's 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 never 100%. That's the nature of this business. So, uh, but at the end of the day, 
the decisions are made. You, you, you respect that, and and with that, you get to work. I mean, it's that, that part has never changed, and I, I think the you know the connection between the personnel and the, and the coaching staff has has been very healthy over the years here. Packers practice squad was filled out, as I mentioned, Joe Callahan returning on that practice squad, along with two of the draft choices, offensive lineman Kofi Amicia and wide receiver D'Angelo Yancey. The rest of the 10-member squad includes defensive back Donatello Brown, wide receiver Michael Clark, linebacker Reggie Gilbert, defensive tackle Isa Lunsford, Derek Matthews, the linebacker, offensive lineman Adam Pankey, and safety Jermaine Whitehead. And there's the 53 that will be in uniform when the Packers take on the Seattle Seahawks on opening day Sunday afternoon at Lambeau Field. The Packers have played their four quarters. Now it's time for the fifth quarter. What's the worst pronunciation of your last name that you've heard? Oh, uh, John, John Francisco. Really? <laughs> I, just, I just looked at the guy. I'm like, you just can't say Ricky. <laughs> so just, just, make, just make it easy on yourself. Just You're say adding Ricky. letters to the last name yeah, with Francisco. When I, was, yeah. when I was sitting in the back, I heard somebody say my name. I was like, thank you. <laughs> I said, he, he said it's just perfect. Ricky Barkley Jean-Francois. So do you have the French background? My dad do. I'm from here. I'm, I'm out of Miami. Well, all right. <laughs> well, that's close to France, closer than we're, we're, we're not. We're, if what? you want to take, if you want to take it far back, yeah, French, but usually it's, uh, it's Haitian or Creole. Okay. This is rare that we have a geography lesson on the fifth quarter. France and Miami, very every close to. Every once in a while. Every <laughs> once in a while. You mentioned that you are a seasoned player. You've been around <laughs> since 2009. Do you still get as excited for the season opener as you did as a rookie? Oh, for season opener, yes. Preseason, yeah. no. <laughs> like I, like you I, sound like a veteran I'll, now, yeah. I'll try my best to, to hype myself up for a preseason game, but it's just not going to happen. But you were telling me last week when we were talking about you know, having to come on board tonight, this is about as good as you've felt yeah. through a camp in your nine years. Uh, I now know how the Green Bay always got to that hump in the NFC Championship. They, they, they take care of their players. They make sure they get a lot out of us, but they're going to play us back. They're going to give us a lot of rest. They're going to make sure they take care of our nutrition. They're going to take care of our rest, our physicality. But at the same time, we got to give him what he got to give Coach Mike what he wants. And just by the, the record of it, you can see each and every other year, either you're in the divisional round or you're in the NFC Championship, and hopefully this year you'll be in the Super Bowl. It's not a country club here by any means, but we were saying that his schedule of – you know, practice times, you know, started early in the morning. You moved it to the, you know, evenings for a week, then the midday stuff. Plenty of rest and recovery days. Granted, the CBA changed a whole lot of things yes. in 2011. But uh, this protects you guys and still gets you ready. It does. I, like I tell a lot of the younger guys, you, and I'm not knocking on them. All of them are good players. But I was like, a lot of you guys wouldn't make it in the old CBA. You're talking about, you're talking about getting up, practicing at Two days. Yeah. Two a days, thank you. Yeah. Two a days, four gear. You're getting up to practice from 8 to, <laughs> I'm going to say, 10.30. You don't have the energy to go back and lay down because the next <laughs> practice is at 1 o'clock. So you're doing from 1 to whatever the coach feel like, 1 to 5. And just imagine just doing that every day until the sixth day. Then you get a break. And just to have this type of schedule, now, nah, I told Coach, man, I'm going to appreciate this. Whatever you need. You need me, <laughs> need me to run down on kickoff, I got you. You, you oh, need yeah. me to scale the wall, I got you. Nice, as long as you nice. keep letting us rest and our body feel like this, I'm good. So, right. so you're saying that the young guys are soft. <laughs> yeah, no. In a subliminal way, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's that subliminal. 
Packers are putting the finishing touches on their 2017 training camp, just as the grounds crew is putting the finishing touches on the dressing up of Lambeau Field's Tundra for the opener against the Seattle Seahawks on September 10th. It's important to, to, get, to get all those guys reps. I think as you go through the positions, you you got to feel good about your young guys. And I know as a coaching staff, we, we've always taken a lot of pride, and really it's our focus. You know, we, 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 we judge ourselves by um, how our young players play. I mean, it's, it's not how your, your veteran players play. It's, it's, it's about developing a young player here, and it's, it's, it's been the case here for 12 years. The things that I was looking for as far as the targets to hit and developing the team fundamentally, uh, I, feel, I feel we're in really good shape. I felt this time last week we were starting to take a big step as a, as a football team. We didn't have the production in Denver that we would have liked, uh, but there's a lot of you know, fundamental uh, technical things that yeah, I think our guys have, are, are getting ready to play you know, ready to play the real games. He says the biggest challenge of training camp is to get all of the first year players, the rookies, the undrafted free agents, ready to play for game one because every season, by the time November rolls around, he says, we're gonna need them at some point. You have to get those young players, particularly the first year players, ready to contribute because um, history will tell you November, December, you know, most likely those guys are, are, are playing in the games. And obviously we understand the importance of, of games in November and December. And then general manager Ted Thompson has got to look over this cast one more time and decide which 53 players he's going to take into the regular season. You know, you're looking for how they get along, how they meld with, with everybody else. Uh, the personalities, uh, I always think that's important. All right, you guys are from where? I'm from Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Everyone's from Milwaukee? No. Oh, God, no. Washington State. Washington State. Yeah. Okay. Now, if you pan the camera in a little bit, you'll see that this guy has a Lambo t-shirt. But, hey, go ahead and show him that. What's this? I can love them all. Come on. My wife dragged me here four years ago. I keep coming back. There's a reason why. Best fans ever here. Just sitting at home one day in the state of Washington, you're like, oh, honey, let's go do a lamp. Aaron Rodgers is super hot. Okay, and then besides being jealous, your initial thought was? Well, I kind of introduced her to football with Brett Favre, yeah. and then when the Vikings and the Packers were going through that fun series, she saw Aaron Rodgers, and that was it. Yeah. We had to come to Green Bay. Yeah. Now, you guys have been coming here the last four years. What do you enjoy the most about coming to Lambeau? This. This. Right here. Lambeau. It's amazing, like the culture and the history and just, like it's just so cool. The Packers have played their four quarters. Now it's time for the fifth quarter. Mark, I want to read you a quote of yours from the shareholders meeting, okay? Okay. It's going to be a lot of fun for all our fans to drive across the state when we're in the Super Bowl in Minneapolis. What do you know that no one else knows? <laughs> Well, first of all, I had to put it in the context, Matt. It's a, it's you're a preaching, you're preaching to the choir, man. This, this is the fifth quarter. Yeah. We do not so use context. It was a, that was a, it was a very slow news period around there. And so <laughs> that, that was picked up as like, you know, I was Joe Namath predicting a Super yeah. Bowl. Super Bowl victory. But I think I tried to phrase it more as a question. Wouldn't it be great if we did it? <laughs> all right. So. Brian Wilson. I, Wouldn't it, it be it, nice? It will yeah. be really nice. It, it would, would be. be. It would be nice. So. You've played in a couple of Super Bowls as a player. Yeah. What are a couple of memories from beating the Dolphins in Super Bowl 17? Uh, you know, that was kind of that whole year was a whirlwind. It was because it was a uh, strike year. Strike year, yes. Shortened, uh, the Super Bowl season. tournament, as it was called. Yeah, probably my fondest memory of that game was 
somehow my father had made made his way down to the locker room and after the after the game so to be able to celebrate that with him was was pretty nice. And conversely, I'm sure your kids were at AT&T on the field they after were. the game. How yeah. fun with that? Yeah. Was that? I know. It's kind of kind of the life comes full circle uh, you know the thing I remember from that one was just kind of after everything had settled I don't know how long I was in the locker room talking to guys and everything mm-hmm. you walked out into the field and I just kind of picked up the confetti and kind of just threw it and said yeah. hey Super Bowl champs yeah well 1982 they didn't have confetti. <laughs> no they, they, did they not. hadn't progressed to that so. <laughs> no, they did not so from Super Bowl 17 do you remember who sang the national anthem oh no I don't Leslie Easterbrook. Oh. Does that ring a bell? Actress? <laughs> Leslie Easterbrook? Yes. What was she in? She was Lieutenant Callahan in the Police Academy movies. She and was the mean, also very attractive all right. instructor from the Police Academy movies. <laughs> yeah. She taught self-defense to all the cadets. She oh, sang the National yes. Anthem. Okay, I remember. Do you know who sang the National Anthem in the other Super Bowl you played in? No, I, I have to admit, I was not paying a lot of attention. He was in the locker room. Barry Manilow. Barry <laughs> Manilow. No. You don't remember that? No, I should remember that. Shame on you. I'm a big Barry Manilow fan. Are you? Oh, don't, yeah. tell, don't sit here and tell me you're not a Manilow fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He is. Uh, <laughs> I tell you what, NFL makes sure they go big entertainment at Super Bowls now, though. Oh, it's, I mean, that well, is the a Super Bowl was big then, but it's become yep. such an event now. Where do you think was the turning point for that? Trying to think That's, how it just kind of grew. Uh, yeah, you know. I think it's you know I don't think it was one year. Uh, you know, just kind of grew over time. I'm thinking thinking of the the one Super Bowl, the Giants and Bills. I think it's kind of the Iran Contra war. There was yeah, uh, that yeah. was the Whitney Houston national yes. anthem. Yeah. I, I mean, do that remember really, that one, that and made, that, that thing just brought big. the country to tears. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and from that point on, it has really gotten big there's no question about that um you know one, one one of my pet peeves what from my position with the packers the nfl acts as though championships before super bowls don't count as much ah really oh they, i mean they never talk about our 13 world championships it's always well you know the Patriots steelers have, have six yeah and, steelers or, have five right uh, I think or they have six too. steelers have six yeah. patriots have six five. yeah oh that's it yeah. and and you're right in there with the niners with four yep no. Um, yeah, well, that's weird. They should recognize and history a little more yes, closely than that. Was it 13 now? 13. I hear, yeah, I hear yeah. that from Bill Jarts every yeah. time there's another tour going through the tunnel. <laughs> 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 the 13 you are a 13 yeah. time. Yeah, no question. World champion. It's got to be exciting to see the title town district really taking shape. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you know, it's something. Uh, you know, you work and you you study and you plan and you and you've been working on it for seven, eight years, and then to see finally see the reality, it's it's pretty exciting. So what's left? I know you're going to try and finish some of the at least entryway site between Lodge Kohler and Hinterland yeah. before yeah, Seattle. Yeah, so the, the three anchors are all up and running. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the Hinterland was the first one up about four months ago. Lodge Kohler, more recently in the Bell and Health uh, Sports Medicine Clinic. So uh, mid-September, the first phase or the first part of the park will open okay. up. Okay. And uh, so the football field will be – and that, that I don't know if you've seen it. Well, you probably – Well, you, no. You, I, you, can, I, you can't sneak in like I do. I, I, I keep forgetting field. my hard hat when I'm coming to work every day at the stadium. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, the football field is going to be great. We'll use that for youth football and on weekends, you know, available for people to utilize. 
the um, uh, playground, uh, which is really unique. It's a very large playground. It's going to be uh, kind of – there's a – Play 60 uh, NFL Combine theme, so you can okay. run a 40-yard dash there. Yeah, you see that at the NFL experience, things. all the blocking yeah. dummies and everything else yeah. that goes with it. Kind of so, cool. So that should be nice. And uh, the activity strip, and there's a lot of different areas. So the activity strip g goes along, and it's parallel to uh, Hinterland. But uh, there's uh, all horseshoes, uh, cornhole, all different kinds of games, shuffleboard. Uh, and then so that'll be mid-September. And then um, mid-November, mid we'll open up the uh, sledding hill and the skating trail and pond. Are you taking the ceremonial first well, ride we'll down the inner tube? I, I walked up there the other day. It's pretty steep, Mark. So. Is it? Can't I, I, I'll go. If I go, I'm not going to go ahead first. <laughs> is, right. is the sledding hill just a clever way to make sure Bell and Health has a lot of patience? <laughs> yeah, really. They can slide right into the orthopedic. I mean, just, just to make sure they're okay. flush with cash coming through <laughs> yeah. the doors. <laughs> That's going to be an awesome attraction, though, for the kids yeah, no, in town. I, we're That's going to be really about cool. It. It, uh, you know, it, it was really the result of focus groups that we did in the community. And uh, people just came, kept coming back and saying, we want something to bring us together and outside in the winter. How, does this, how is this all going to ensure the viability of this franchise? You mentioned ridiculous growth in television revenues. Uh, ticket prices went up again this year, Murph. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, how will the district... Even well, further cement yeah, well, your viability what it, economically. Yeah, it, what it does is it diversifies our revenue, so it's not all right. related to football. Um, you know, I, I think the other thing, you know, it, it makes, hopefully, it'll make the overall economy here in Green Bay stronger. So, the, you know, the, the more people that come to Green Bay, the more businesses can do well. And, uh, you know, one, one of the things that uh, we, in part of our research for Titletown, one of the things that really stood out was that Green Bay was at a big disadvantage in terms of the number of college graduates in our area, so relative to other communities of similar size. So, and that's a, that's the number of college graduates that you have is a key uh, key marker that people really? companies look at. Uh, you know, for instance, uh, Whole Foods. We'd love to have them, but that's that's something they look at. Well, you don't have a high percentage of college graduates. So, if we can change that. Uh, by having either more college graduates stay in Green Bay because there are jobs here, uh, or have more college graduates move into the area, that would be so, helpful. So uh, I take that uh, it's next, huh? The University of Green Bay Packers, right? <laughs> yeah. No, we're going to draw the line. There, yeah. Right? <laughs> All right. Talk about Lambeau Field playing host to another Badgers game in 2020. Yeah, we're looking forward to that. We announced that a couple weeks ago. We've uh, been working and negotiating with both uh, Notre Dame and Wisconsin. So we are really pleased to be able to announce it. I thought the LSU-Wisconsin game was a great smash. Huge. Very yeah, yeah, that was awesome. So uh, this one will be a little different. It will be uh, in October, and it will be 2020. It's a two-game series. First game here, and then the following year will be at Soldier Field. But, uh, and it's actually it will be Notre Dame's home game, kind of for TV purposes. Well, it, it's they have be, their It will be network. a great atmosphere. I, you know, unlike – well, although LSU's fans traveled very well. Yes, really well. I, I think uh, you're going to have fans from Notre Dame and Wisconsin you know, really uh, descending on Green Bay. It's going to be fun. So that will force you away for two for sure, right? Well, no, we'll just, necessarily? just that one weekend. Yeah, yeah we'll, all right. We'll, we'll, we'll tell the league that we're unavailable, so we have to either be away or a bye. All right. Um, 
A little disappointed that we weren't going to see Lionel Messi in Argentina versus, uh, you know, Ronaldo <laughs> Cristiano and, uh, and Portugal. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the, the challenge there is, uh, you know, our, the stadium's not wide enough for a you know, uh, regulation right. soccer field. Yeah. Too bad. That yeah. Been neat. No, it would have been fun. Yeah, we can have friendlies, though. All right. Um, so we've, we've looked at that. But, uh, you know, in terms of – I don't think it makes sense to – Get rid of a lot of our seats. Just to, <laughs> yeah, just yeah. A, let's root a, out the first soccer. five rows just for one World <laughs> Cup. I don't know if that would make a lot, a whole lot of sense. That's yeah. for sure. Exploring any other ideas? You did have the Wisconsin Ohio State hockey thing there. Yeah, no, we're looking at. Well. well, we've you know we've made a pledge. We want to have one major event a year in the bowl. Billy Joel was a lot of fun yep. this year, right, Gary? No. Yeah, yep. that was. We're a good looking time. at other yeah. concerts. Now next year we're not going to have anything. I think this we've announced this. Um, we're going to be uh, putting a new a new field in. We're going to replace the the field. DD Grassmaster is out. No, well it'll still be DD Grassmaster, but, but it's going to be a new and improved DD Grassmaster. All new plastic. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, natural grass. That's yeah, about 10, 11 years now. So that's kind of the lifespan. It has held up pretty well, although it it will wear in December. Yeah. you can see it. Yeah, well, yeah, it's. You know, and it's a turf, artificial base, but the natural grass goes through. And I think we're the only team in the NFL now that has it. Um, really? Teams have gone away from it because there's such pressure for them to have uh, so many multiple events. events. And, you know, with, with this surface, you can't just rip it up and put a new one in like you can sod. How much does it cost you to put those grow lights over that thing for those last two months of the season uh, every day? We, that, was, that was a pretty expensive purchase. <laughs> That's a magic. But, you know, it, it, help, it makes a difference. You, we're allow, it allows us to grow grass for another probably month and a half. Yeah. You know, that you, you wouldn't, wouldn't be able to do without the grow lights. All right. Plus, well, it makes a really neat picture when you yeah. <laughs> take a picture of yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. It is funny looking. Yeah. Do you think we'll ever see the NFL draft come to Green Bay? I hope so. We're working on it. Yeah. You, when the district is finished. Yeah. I mean. Well, a couple things. Uh, Titletown and then uh, the Expo Hall. I don't know if you've been following that. Well, yeah, when the arena gets blown up. Yeah, yeah. when they uh, replace Brown County Arena with the Expo Hall. I think I'm going to miss the arena, though, man. That, that was a lot of childhood You're memories. You're showing your it. age. Yeah, uh, no uh, kidding. Bobcats, <laughs> GB. Yeah, I'm going to miss the old I barn. look out at it every day. I know. Right, I right. know. It's time. No We're talking <laughs> about lifespans of buildings. This one's well, yeah. that, you know, that's Creaky. a good example. It was built around the same time as Lambeau Field. 56 or so, yeah. And, you know, Lambeau's one that, you know, they invested in it, maintained it, and nothing against Brown County Arena, but or the just, county government go. over the years. Yeah. A, a lot of excitement about this year's team. There's no question about it. Schedule's arduous. Seahawks, never any fun. Eddie Lacy coming back. That should be interesting. Uh, Atlanta, we talked about going down to their new building. Uh, and it's two years in a row we're opening up a new stadium. Yeah, yeah, that's so, tough. Didn't go well for us in uh, Minneapolis last no, year. No, it did not. But, yeah, it, it'll be interesting. Obviously, uh, you know, losing to Atlanta in the NFC Championship game was disappointing. And hopefully, I think our team's ready to right that wrong. I would think so. Uh, and then, uh, how else does it go? You have three out of your first four at home. Then you travel Dallas, Minnesota, tough. Mid-season bye, that's a good thing. And then, of course, you load up with division games at the finish line again. I really like how the NFL went to that with division games at the end oh, yeah. of the regular season. There's a lot on the line usually, and there has been in the NFC North the last couple of years. Yeah, we've been, you know, I, I think that that's been a good decision by the league. And because uh, it, it, when you have non, non-division games or non, non-conference games, 
You, you saw a lot of teams resting starters. Right. And, you know, now every every game means so much that uh, I, I think it's been good for the league. So are these folks going to come with us when we go to London sometime? Are we ever going to do that? Yeah. Well, you know, we would love to play in London, but we're not. We would never give up a home game. Right. So we're, that's kind of yeah, the conundrum. Make it a gold package game. Eh, no, yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, that's clear. But you know, Jacksonville seems to be the favorite. That yeah. will host and probably will for some time until at least that market comes around. Well, to that and you know when 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 you're uh, host when you host a Super Bowl, the league can require you to play uh, an international game. Um, and so you know if you're playing in a temporary stadium, which we have a number of teams that are doing now, you can also yeah uh, be required to play a temp- play an international game. Problem is, I think they give they give the the teams uh, the right to protect one game. And usually we're, a, you know, a team that that they would protect because we travel so well. Yeah, I would. Have, yeah, you do. And now the other thing that makes it a little more complicated is most teams in the league have gone to variable pricing, and so you've got three or four tiers, and we're usually the highest tier in terms of the pricing and the visiting trips. Yes. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, there wasn't that long ago when teams would check. You know, zip codes, you know, for sure. ticket requests yeah. just to make sure Packer fans yeah. weren't scarfing them all up. Back in your playing career, you played for Joe Gibbs. Yeah. What's a lesson or two that you learned from him about leadership that's kind of carried over into what you do now? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, I, I had tremendous respect for Joe. Um, I'd say a couple things. Uh, MWA, you familiar with that, Matt? No. It's a management principle. Ah. Management by wandering around. Really? <laughs> All right. I have, I, that is part of my daily strategy. But, no, he, uh, he actually would walk to the locker room uh, during the week, and he'd stop and he'd talk to players. And uh, it's really it's a very effective uh, management strategy. So he got to know his players, uh, got Im- important feedback. And, you know, it's the same, I do the, the same thing. When you walk through well, – I walk through Lambeau Field and I talk to whether it be employees or players – you know, the, everybody says well, my office is always open. Reality is it's... Get out of the office. Yeah. Well, well, but it's also, it's hard for people to walk into the boss's office. But when you get into their office, uh, you'd be amazed some of the things you can find out. Well, Ray Rhodes was in the locker room all the time. And that no. didn't go very well because no. he's playing dominoes with the guys. <laughs> yeah. And Ron Wolf saw that <laughs> no. and said, forget it. No. Uh, and I don't see Mike in the locker room all that often. But yet... Mike is very intent yeah. on developing relationships with every individual sure. player. I know yeah. that. So yeah, I think there is something to that. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, uh, obviously when you look at somebody like Joe Gibbs to have the kind of success that he had as a head coach in the NFL and then also have success completely different field in terms of NASCAR right. Right. as a manager or leader, he's pretty, pretty extraordinary. And, you know, the one thing that uh, – stood out to me is weekly goals so really getting the team and the players to focus on goals and objectives um, as an old saying is you know you you get performance in the areas you stress and you know he so that we knew exactly what things we had to do to be successful and it wasn't you know what and it was a little different some things where you wouldn't necessarily think that that would be something that a team would stress. Won three Super Bowls with three different yeah. starting quarterbacks. Yep. Awfully hard to do. Yeah. No question about so that. Cool. Grew up in the California area. Just love the history of the football and what it represents and the community spirit here. 
Now, you look like a true throwback player today. Now, are you here to teach the new kids uh, how to play the game? Oh, the yeah. Way, I, go the in for, way? I go in for the hit. I don't go in for the highlight. <laughs> and uh, how long have you been coming here at Lambeau? For about the last 10 years. Been dressing like this for about the last five. Football's back in L.A. They don't have one team. They got two teams. Yeah, now. but they both kind of suck. Raise your hands for the actual, like, who's actually, like, actual first Packer game. You? Oh, all five of you. Yeah. What do you think so far? Oh, it's cool. Yeah, it's good energy. Yeah. Okay. Have you ate any of the food here yet, or have you had a chance to? Juice sample. <laughs> Cranberry juice sample. Okay. How the boys going to do this year? I, it looks it looks like they're good. Super Bowl is like going to be in Minneapolis. It'd be pretty cool to uh, be able to win be. a trophy on the Vikings. Oh, oh yeah. That yeah. would be awesome.